There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everybody. I'm Tommy Dees, sports director at the Tennessean, and you are? Eric Backrack, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. And we're talking Titans here. So we got something to talk about. Still talking I was Titans. I was uh, wondering if we'd be doing our post-mortem on the season today, and it turns out not. This year, Tommy, 9-7 and seven is... Uh, that, well, it's shocking that they would finish 9-7. and seven. <laughs> Who would have ever thought that they could finish 9-7? Well, and seven? Their whole thing was good to great. It turned out to be good to, to just good enough again. Yeah. Good to 9-7 and seven again. Yeah, listen... <laughs> And, well, two out of the matters. two out of the four years that they've gone nine and seven, they've been a playoff team, right? Right. And in, in this stretch of going nine and seven, right. Last year they got knocked out um, in week seventeen against the Colts. The year before they beat the Jaguars in week seventeen to improve to nine and seven and to also advance to the postseason. So it worked out. They're in the playoffs. You got to be in it to win it. You do. And uh, listen, I mean, looking at this team where it is right now versus where uh, last year's team was. Let's just say even heading into Week 17, I think that the difference is is significant. Just when it comes to the confidence you have in, in uh, firstly, the offense. Even with Derrick Henry going as well as he was last December, um, you still weren't you know fully confident with the passing attack. I mean, now you've got the literally the the uh, NFL's leading passer when it comes to passer rating in Ryan Tannehill. AJ Brown has fully emerged into a wide receiver one in, in his rookie year. And they did not have a wide receiver one at all they the last not. last year, the year no, before, I guess. Absolutely not. And, and what he's doing, the way he's kind of um, – He's a guy who alters defenses. He does. He's he's made some really uh, incredible plays. Uh, a couple of them came Sunday against the Texans. Uh, you know, one was, was just an unbelievable showing of footwork near the sideline where he kind of had to come back for a pass. He even said he didn't know how he caught that pass. It was a 47-yard pass that sets up – a rushing touchdown for Derrick Henry from one yard out, which was really the Titans' offense in, in two plays kind of summed up nicely. Uh, and then he also had a 51-yard touchdown catch, 41 yards of which came after the catch, and, and that's something that he's really doing an incredible job with. So they've got that element this year that they didn't have last year, uh, and really that that's made all the difference. I will say that the defense probably this time last year was probably playing a little bit better. I think a lot of that has to I think to that's fair. Uh, the banged up secondary, you know, not having. Uh, I don't think significantly Butler. better. I don't think we've gone from A to I C. Agree. Right. We've probably gone from A to B plus. Sure. I, I do think a lot of it has to do with the guys that they're missing in the secondary. We'll see if they could get Adoree Jackson back for the playoffs. That would be really big. He was having a strong year. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're heading into Foxborough, Tommy. And um, Well, before we do that, let, let's talk a little more about about this offense and, sure. and, and where they are this year, and, and we can say versus last year, or we can say versus in week three or four. Yeah, I think exactly. they I think they have an identity. They figured out who they were. I think very late last season, almost as a last resort, mm-hmm. they said, well, we got nothing else working, give it to Henry. Mm-hmm. And I don't think – I think they got kind of dragged kicking and screaming to that. Sure. That's not what they wanted to be, not what they drew up in the preseason – they accepted that's what they had and said this is like this might as well ride with it, but I don't think they were comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I think somewhere early this season they still weren't. Let's see if we can make some other things go. And when they changed quarterbacks, almost at the same time, they said, All right, we're gonna we're gonna make Derek the mainstay option mm-hmm. one in this offense, which opens up all the play action and all the other stuff, which Tannehill's been very good with. Right. 
I think they know who they are. I agree. And, you know, I asked Mike Vrabel today how big a part just breaking tackles is as far as their offensive identity goes, and that goes, you know, along with Derrick Henry and what he does so well. But it's it's not only Henry, it's it's A.J. Brown, as we talked about. It's Jonu Smith. Those three guys are three big athletic dudes that just have, you know, a penchant for running guys over, um, breaking tackles. I, I think I got to look this up, but I'm pretty sure that the Titans were right there as far as percentage of, of plays where they had a broken tackle, you know, as far as ranking uh, tops in the league. They're just really good at that. They're really good at sort of grinding the ball. And, and as you mentioned, Derrick Henry is the focal point of this offense. And once you get him going, uh, everything kind of stems from that. And, and to me, ironically, maybe it's a good thing that they didn't use him. You know, they weren't giving him 30 carries a, a, a game weeks one through six. Cause he's, oh, it would have been a better thing because now they'd be sitting out this week. That's true. That is true. That's very right possible. Now. But he's healthy now. He is. And, uh, you know, I think that, that also goes back to what we saw in week 16. That that might have been the best decision, coaching decision all year by, by Mike Vrabel, which was to, to sit Henry out, give his nagging hamstring just a chance to, you know, cool down. To say, hey, let's go try to beat the Saints, but it's not what's important here because that will not affect the playoffs. Right, and and I think they did that, and I think they were competitive in that game, which I wasn't sure that that would I be. I kind of thought they wouldn't be, quite frankly. Right, we saw what the – Because we know what the Saints can be. I think they were – I didn't see the final score of, of the Panthers game, but I, I know they were up 35 nothing. Yeah, that it, was, it was about – about like you would expect. Yeah, they're just in, in runaway freight train mode right now. And for the Titans to, you know, have, have played them as close as they did without the NFL's leading rusher, I think that's a testament to the fact that this, this offense with Ryan Tannehill, you know, works really no matter what, as long as the, the offensive line is holding up, which it has of late. I think that's another big part of, of what's going on. Sure. You know, the, I think the pass protection all year from week to week, it, it, it's – been better. It's it certainly gotten more consistent. Early in the year was was for sure shaky. Kind of gradually grew a little bit more consistent. But you know, as far as uh, run blocking, that's that's been more or less consistent all year, and, and it's obviously um, doing really well now. And and you know that line takes a lot of pride in the fact that Derrick Henry did win the rushing title this past week. So emphatically won it. Emphatically won it. You know, we were in the. Yeah, there was there was something like. I can't remember because you were at the game. I was watching on TV. He's like eleven yards short or seven yards short, and it's it looked like he might come out of the game. Right. And then they said, I don't know that they said let's get him the record, but they sent him back in. Well, and it was about two carries after that. He goes for what fifty four or forty five or yeah, whatever I mean, yards. He spoke about it after the game. Mike Vrabel said that on on that drive where he was um, you know closing and maybe thirty nine yards short at that time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even closer at that point, but uh, Rabel said he went up to Henry and was like, "You got two carries," and uh, and uh, obviously it turns out he only needed the one because he broke a fifty-three yard rushing touchdown. Should they Henry. tell him that on the first snap maybe in the playoffs? You, you're only getting two carries today, and, we're, and they're going to be the first two carries of the game. And if you carries. and if you get more than fifty yards total on those two, we might give you a third. <laughs> Listen, that that could work. It worked on Sunday, hey. and uh, but know. no, they they Derrick Henry has been. I would say to some degree an underutilized talent here, which is good for the franchise if they re-sign him because he's got a lot more, a lot less wear and tear than a lot of guys have been in the league as long as he have has, which means I think he's got a few more years of this, at least maybe two. Um, he's not super injury prone. He could have played against the Saints. He just wouldn't have been one hundred percent. If it was a you know a, a must right type of game. So so that's not like oh he just can't go today. That's like we're making a. We're making a decision to keep him out and let him get fully healed. 
But if you had had to have him, he could have played. So he's not a he's not a gimpy guy. He's not a balsa wood guy. He breaks other people. Right. He breaks defenses in half. And when he gets past twenty carries, he's done more damage to them than they have to him. Mm-hmm. And it's it starts coming downhill. You see a lot of his longer runs happen deeper into the game. Oh, for sure. And and you know even early yesterday, you see him kind of running into the line of scrimmage and. You know, two or three guys needing to, to take him down, and, and he's not getting that, you know, uh, five yard carry then. But you know, uh, it's coming. You know, if, if those guys that those him. guys that do that in the first quarter are looking ways for ways to avoid it in the fourth <laughs> exactly. quarter. It, it wears them down. He's just I mean, hurts. Six foot three, two forty seven pounds. If if I mean, you give him the ball thirty two times by the fourth quarter, you're just you're not going to have a shot to stop the guy. And that's what he was in college, and quite frankly, that's what he was in high school. Right. When he said he's still, I believe the, I know he was when he finished, but I think he's still the all-time leading rusher in high school history. Mm-hmm. So this guy's done it at the high school level. He's done it at the college level. He's done it at the NFL level in, in winning a rushing title. There is absolutely no reason anybody should doubt him. Right. Ever again. I agree. And now you've got a quarterback to pair with that, um, you know, a, a legitimate quarterback that you could have confidence in that. Is confident in himself, is, is throwing the ball well and, and making good decisions. And I think, really, the Titans' offense right now, if, if you're a, a team in the AFC, uh, even Baltimore, I, I think you know, you'd know you much rather face the Steelers or any of the other fringe teams that didn't end up making it. Yeah, the Raiders or the Raiders. whatever. Titans are scary, I think. Yeah, I, I would. they're a live sixth seed. Yeah. And, and so let's talk about the, the, the matchup, quite frankly – I think it's the best possible matchup for them to have to go to New England. I mean, obviously, would rather be at home, but that's not how it works record-wise. No, they're going to be on the road regardless. Right. I think New England's the most vulnerable team, and I think they're built in a way to beat New England. I, I agree. I think, you know, it heading into Sunday, it, it seemed certainly improbable that the Titans would end up in Foxborough just because that would imply that the Patriots lost to the, to the Dolphins, Dolphins, which somehow the, happened. The Miami Dolphins, in case you think we're talking about some <laughs> other franchise that's not in the NFL. I think uh, I think Darren Rovell tweeted that uh, somebody uh, placed a, a seventy-five thousand dollar bet on that game straight up to pick the Patriots to get back four thousand. So he put down seventy-five. And probably thought that was just like you know I've, I, I can go ahead and spend that four thousand today, right? And now he's so now he's lost eight thousand because he's already spent that. I guarantee. And now I feel for that guy because that's that's just a, a bad beat. But I mean, that was a game that the Patriots were playing for you know for a lot. There was a lot on the line. There was a buy on the line. Uh, you know, and we discussed this before we started this podcast. If the Patriots, this I don't think the Patriots are very good right now. I have said that on our picks. Thing two or three times in the last month, month and a half. Um, If they had a switch that they could turn and make them be the Patriots, you know, the Super Bowl winning Patriots, the the teams that we've seen over the last several years. Last year, I think they were starting a downturn. That's why you went a thirteen to seven or whatever it was Super Bowl. They they weren't dynamic. They still have good defense, but if they had a a switch they could flip, they certainly would have flipped it to beat Miami. Because that meant not playing this week. I mean, there, that was not a that was not a bench your starters. Our spot in the playoff is set. Game. This is a just go out and be the Patriots, and you're supposed to beat the Dolphins, and then you get Without to a, a bye. Yeah. yeah, didn't happen. Didn't happen. 
And I agree. I think if you're the Titans as, as opposed to facing the Chiefs, I think this is the much more favorable Even matchup. though they beat the Chiefs, I don't like them on the road at the Chiefs. I agree. And that was a close game. And, and Mahomes had just come back from his injury, from his a couple of two or three game absence. So, you know, that was that was a great win. I, I think going to Arrowhead would be a tough assignment. They don't if they didn't win that game, we wouldn't we'd be talking about the end of the eight and eight season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's a good matchup. I, I still you know, I, I still think there is something to Patriots in the playoffs, that mystique. I, you know, I I don't know. I, I think that no matter what no matter what's going on with the Patriots playing in Foxborough in January is tough. That being said, you know, the, the Titans have a lot of, you know, faces that were once in Foxborough playing for the Patriots from, from Vrabel to Logan Ryan. You know, that they, they have guys that know what that they're all about. And, and listen, they they played the Patriots in, in the postseason a couple years ago, got their butts kicking, and that's something that uh, came up a bunch in the locker room after the game on Sunday. And I think, you know, looking at the situation now versus then, I think it's it's much different. I think the Titans come in with a world of momentum, and, and rightfully so, and I think the Patriots are just the opposite. Yeah, and I, I, I do think there are teams that could play the Patriots in the playoffs and have, you know, sticker shock, oh, my God, we're playing the Patriots. Look at, their, look at those helmets. That's Tom Brady and the Patriots. Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to win. Well, Tennessee beat this bunch like beat it like a drum last year. They practiced with them for basically a week this year. They did that in joint practices. They, they, I mean, they were in Nashville, you know, and came in and they put a couple of joint practices and then an exhibition, which wasn't starter versus starter, quite frankly. But looked pretty good during that. But other than that, yeah. What was the quarterback's name that finished the game for the Titans? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I can't. What what was his name? Uh, It's fuzzy. Woodside Woodburn. Logan Woodside. There you go. Is that him? I believe so. Yeah. I will, I bring him back. He looked good in the fourth quarter. I'm just kidding. But, no, they're, they're familiar with these guys. I don't think they look at them as if there's, they're, they're up on some pedestal that can't be reached. I think they look at them as, let me show you what we're about now. And the one thing the Patriots do better than – I mean, what, what do the Patriots do? Obviously, they do Tom Brady. Right. And they do clutch mm-hmm. very well. You don't want them to have the ball with two minutes left and you up by two mm-hmm. or four but especially not two. The other thing is, is defensively, they will identify and take away your best thing. Mm-hmm. If you look at what the Titans were before the quarterback squ- switch, quite frankly, if you took away Derrick Henry, if you just put nine in the box or oh, sure. 14 in the box or however many it takes to stop him, I don't think that, that Tennessee could then say, all right, we got a passing game that can beat you. Right. I think they can say that now. I do too, and, and- – you know, even when uh, if your safeties are playing run D, this team can carve you up. Yeah, for sure. And and you know, even even when AJ Brown has been sort of quieted, which hasn't been often of late, but it happened in the Saints game. Ryan Tannehill has, has gotten others got guys involved in that game. He he found Tajay Sharp for two touchdowns. You know, Jonu Smith is a guy that he's he's you know built some chemistry with. Even Corey Davis this past week. So Corey had a good a good game. Really he good did. game. I think against the Texans. Uh, I think, I think he's a good number two. Who's that? Corey. Yeah. No. I think he. I think that's the role he's really meant to fill here. Right. And I think with AJ. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's not an insult. That's a, 
to me, that's a, a really good one-two punch, uh, and you would figure they, they only continue to get better from here. Corey, you know, he does a lot of other stuff well aside from, from the big He blocks players. downfield well, he's which helps a that. lot when you've got a Derrick Henry because when Derrick gets to the next level. Yeah, he's, he's and even on, on some of the big A.J. Brown runs, he's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yard after catch plays. He's He's been instrumental in that, and, you know, obviously you look at where he's picked and, and you're thinking, you know, you want, you want your – number five overall pick to be more than that but he's the role that he's kind of settled into it's it's working for this team i mean let's compare him he has a role on this team and he's fulfilling that role last year he didn't he didn't they they had a role that they wanted him to be Mm -hmm. but he never was that and he never found another way to contribute more or less right. i mean well because he, it, catch a ball here catch a ball there on him to be the number one which which he just he isn't he isn't but but okay so you say you know it's sort of like you say this guy we really wanted this guy to be our shortstop but he's got a good stick let's sit him at second base right and he gets a gold glove at second base well maybe he's not a gold glove guy at number two receiver but he's a capable and productive number two receiver which this offense wouldn't be as good without one. He's sure. a good possession guy, actually. Catches the ball. Right, I agree. When he's the guy trying to run the deep routes, he was not an effective guy. Right, and, and A.J. Brown has excelled in that role tremendously. Uh, I mean, he's been one of the best in the NFL. He's eight catches or eight eight plays a season of 45 yards or more from scrimmage, which, again, you go back to last year, that that element, that explosive element was, was just not there. Um, so you add that plus – well, let's let's talk about that because yeah. this is another reason why I like their I like this matchup with the Patriots mm-hmm. is because they are not going to have to slog down the field. It's not a dink and three yards in a cloud thing. of dust kind of stuff. Yeah, they they can produce a big play here or there, and you got you've got a receiver who can do it. You've got a tight end who can show up and do it occasionally, yep. and Johnny because he's. The catches he has among them are some very long plays. They are. He's fast. He's and Derrick Henry can take it to the house. He's not just a plugger. It's a multi-dimensional offense that they. You know, we look at Adrian Peterson, and he can get you four, 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 four because he's still Adrian Peterson. Yeah. He can no longer get you fifty-four. Right. Derrick Henry can get you eighty-four, ninety-four, hundred and four if you could do moment, it. Yeah. Which again, given his size, is, is so impressive that you know he. It seems like every every game he's getting a run where he clocks in over twenty miles an hour. It's it's an offense that you kind of you have to prepare for everything, and, and as you said, if if you take away one part, another part's going to burn you because. And that's important. where they wouldn't have been a good matchup with the Patriots at this point. At the end of the season, a year ago, I know they beat them earlier in the year, but mm-hmm. in a playoff type matchup where where if Buffalo had said we're just going to take away that Buffalo, if the Patriots had said we're going to take away that run game, oh well, what else have we got? We better hope that. It's seven to ten, right? You know, right. exactly. <laughs> and, and and that would include kicking field goals, which is still, I think, a weakness we that could hurt this team in the playoffs. It could. Greg Joseph has looked good. He's hit. He's hit extra points. So he's the fifth kicker they've had. The eighth. I, I, I lost count about four it's, kickers it's ago. The fifth kicker. He's still one of my favorite stats from the season. And you know, there's a ton of really great positive stats that have come out of the year. Titans were 8 for 18 on the season in kicking field goals. The eight field goals is the first time since 1999 that a team failed to get at least 10 field goals in a season. And the team that that was was the 99 Cleveland Browns that went 2 and 14, averaged like 13 points a game. This is not that sort of team. So, you know, it's it's just interesting that that's an element to, to what's going on. I do think, uh, you know, it's with Greg Joseph, I, I think you could still be – 
at least a little bit optimistic. I wouldn't blame you if you're not, just given what we've seen this year. But, you know, he's been better on he, – he was, I think, 6 of 6 on touchbacks yesterday, Sunday, which was big because they had struggled with getting touchbacks, and the Saints exploited that with, with really good – Yes, the Saints seemed to start on the 40 almost right, every time. Right, exactly, every single time. That didn't happen uh, in Week 17 against the Texans. And he's hit his extra points. So – Take all of that for what it's worth. If if it comes down to a field goal, a fifty yard field goal, which of course it's going to, I don't know how confident <laughs> I would be, but we'll see. Well, let's talk about the playoffs because what we're going to do is what we've done on a separate podcast all season long, and with a lesser number of games, we're going to consolidate it into this podcast because we're going to pick every playoff game against the line as set by betmgm.com to catch everybody up. If you haven't been checking that podcast out, it's another edition of. Uh, talking titans uh you i and gentry estes all went eight and eight last week right gentry is traveling so he he literally phoned in his pick he phoned it in <laughs> this week eric yeah Wait, he, well um you are now 127 129 and two on the season uh, so much better than me i'm 116 134 and two but i've been doing better mm-hmm. last four five six weeks but eight and eight we were all this week so and uh, Gentry is 119, 103, and 1, which means he's got lunch coming no matter what. He does. He does. Uh, we'll be pitching in to buy him lunch. I am 10 and six, 7, however, on my pick of the week offerings where we pick the game that we like the best if we were going to bet on one game. You're 9 and 8. Right. And Gentry is 7 and 8. We all got them right that last week, even though we were 500 overall. Yeah, so it's in reverse order. I'm in the middle both ways, but mm-hmm. uh, you're you're on top in one category and the bottom in the other. Yeah, so average, I'm in the middle also. So we're going to start with Saturday's games, and we're actually we're just going to pick one of Saturday's games off the top. We're going to circle back to the Titans game. We got the Bills at the Texans. The Texans are given three and a half points at home. The Texans we saw last week are not the Texans. Um, they had some people sitting, and I like the Bills because I just like their defense. I don't know if they win this game. I kind of think they do, but even if they don't, I think they're going to take it to the wire. Yeah, this this was tough. I went Texans honestly in large part to, to kind of go against the grain, but I think you know I think Deshaun Watson. It, it's hard to bet against him in a clutch situation. I think. For me, when when a game kind of comes down to a coin flip when you're on the fence, I, I I go with the better quarterback. And to me, Deshaun Watson is is far and away the better quarterback in this matchup over Josh Allen. That defense is scary of the Bills. I think it could very well be a low scoring game, but I just the way Deshaun Watson can burn you in so many different ways and uh, make a defense uncomfortable. I think I think they are able to cover that three and a half point spread. Yeah, and in your favor, I will say this, and, and this is the difference between watching on TV and watching live. Would you watch the Titans Texans game right. in the stadium? And I was watching TV. They would cut to Deshaun Watson every once in a while to while he's watching AJ McCarron play. He did not look like he was happy being on a sideline. He did not look like a guy who said, "I'm glad I got a week off." I right. think you know. I think I'll, I'll, I'll get my there. phone out, and uh-huh. I mean, obviously, you don't get your phone out on the side. But he he was he was clearly engaged in watching the game. And there had there was a little bit of him that looked like he was ready to go. So all right, I'm going to get me out there. Sure, I'm going to go beat these guys. Right. You know. I mean, it's a division game. It's it's got to be tough to be that I like game. about him. So I, I do agree with him, but with you that he's the better quarterback. But um, Gentry went along with me, and, and I, we've got the Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to skip the Titans game, which is also on Saturday, and come back to it Sunday. We got the Vikings at the Saints. Saints are given seven and a half points, and I think both of these teams are so much better at home. And I took the Saints, even though I hate that half-point hook. 
Um, I absolutely hate the half-point yeah, hook. Yeah, I agree. That's that's a scary half-point hook. But I think the Saints are straight up a little better than the Vikings, and I think if this was – I think that either of them is more than a field goal better at home, so I like the, the Saints in this. Yeah, listen, if, if I had to pick a team a, a team to win the Super Bowl right now, I, th- I think it would probably be the Saints, um, just the way they're playing. Niners. <laughs> that, that, that's a good one too, but I, I just think the way they're playing – the way they're rolling, maybe it would be them or the Ravens. Niners. That that seven and a half doesn't scare me. Uh, the half, you know, we'll we'll see if that comes into play. But I think they could win at this point against anybody by by double digits with ease, and especially at home. I like them in this one. Okay, the Seahawks are the only road favorite this week. They're going to the Eagles, giving one and a half points. I haven't got the Eagles right all year. I think I've literally 0 for 16 right. in games where they've involved. Consider that. I forgot. And so I picked the Seahawks, which means the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl unopposed um, and marched through New Orleans. I just think the Seahawks are a much better team. Philly, as the reason I haven't picked them right all year is because one week they look fairly good, and the next week they look horrible. Yeah, you never know. And, and they were in a division where somebody had to get to the playoffs, and, you know, process of elimination, I guess it was them. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, I wasn't watching that game closely last week between the Eagles and the Giants. No, but bless I, yourself, nobody was. Yeah, but I mean, I saw the score in the third quarter, and it was still a relevant game as far as the division goes, I believe. Yes. And uh, it was close but between the Eagles and the Giants. and, and It's know, like the Patriots and the Dolphins yeah, a little exactly. bit. So uh, that really didn't inspire any sort of confidence. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, with Russell Wilson in the postseason, they, they've got that mystique about them, too. Compose season time like the Patriots. Um, this this to me was was a no brainer. I will say this: they are a much better team at home too, um, True. And, and more of a home to field advantage than almost anybody in the league. I Philly think can be rough, yeah. So that that uh, that that does give me pause, but I'm I'm giving the point and a half. If it's three and a half, I think I'm going the other way. Um, so the t- Titans are at the Patriots. Patriots given what I think is a fairly whopping five and a half. I agree. We were talking about it before. You said two and a half, which well, is well, partly because every Titans line <laughs> since like middle of last season has been two and a half, one way or another. Yeah, I thought it would have been two and a half, three and a half, something like that. Five I did not. I didn't see this coming. I didn't either. That's uh, because of, they they know the public is going to lean heavily, right? Patriots. So why not make them have to give up more? I agree. I mean, that, that's got to be the thinking. But, I mean, again, just, just looking at sort of the way each of these teams is, is heading into the playoffs, uh, Titans are 7-3 and three since Tannehill took over, 30 points a game, 30.4 points per game since week seven when, when Tannehill was named the starter. And the Patriots just lost to the, the Dolphins, which um, – yeah, I, I I haven't watched that game fully. I got to go back and watch the highlights. Of- to give the guy in Miami Coach of the Year for what he's done, really with you know, like like it's like MacGyver where you got a coat hanger and some duct tape and yeah, and three paper clips and you build an airplane or something. I think Brian. Flores or do you or, do, or should he be like totally eliminated for not tanking it and getting the number one overall pick, which they were certainly capable of doing. They they did mess that up, which you know. And, and I think there was a game earlier in the year. I think that was the Redskins, actually. One of those teams, two teams. They're going to get a defensive tackle in the six overall pick or whatever. They will. In, Four in or five, this, whatever. You know, they, they – uh, And the, probably a good one. Probably, but they kept the Patriots from a bye. So, I, I guess that's something to hang your hat on if, if I'm a – yeah, That's fan. another thing. You, you have to be kind of inside inside football, you know, like the fan base-wise at least, to know that Miami considers that a rivalry. Right. I'm not sure the Patriots do. No. But that's an important game to them. You know, it's like yeah, they got to well, stick it to them every. If they can, they will. I don't know the last time 
the Dolphins won in in New England. I would it's probably Don Shula. <laughs> yeah, you got to go. Well, the Boston. Yeah, that was when they played the Boston Patriots. Right. So, given given that factor, and given how the Titans are playing, um, I I think it's fairly easy to say that the Titans uh, the Titans are the pick with with the Patriots five and a half point favorites. That is correct. And um, if I didn't say so earlier, by the way, Gentry Estes also picked the Seahawks in that game and uh, picked the Saints with us. But he also picks the Titans, as do I, and I'll tell you why. The Titans are just a better football team right now than the Patriots. Patriots have a better record. I'm not sure they had a tougher schedule. Probably not in that division they play, although that does mean playing the Bills twice. Right. But what – what the Titans are right now versus what I have seen from the Patriots over the last, I will say, six weeks, Titans are a better football team, and you're giving me points. So not only do I think the Titans are going to cover, I think the Titans are going to win. I do too. I think they're, I, I'm going to pick them outright to win. All, all of that said, you know, I think I think there's still you know some legitimacy to to what's obvious uh, the the factor of, of Tom Brady, Bill Belichick in, in the playoffs and. You know how they how they find ways. Um, that's I was I would say Tom Brady's not walking through that door, but literally he will be. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not so sure. Tom Brady, MVP all time, goat, is walking through that door though. I I, I agree, and, and yet I still I can't say I do it. I make this pick with you know 100 percent confidence. You know I think it'll be tough, but um, I, I agree. I think the Titans are the better team right now. Well, we will find out on Saturday in Foxborough. Uh, that does it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. And remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcast. You can drop us a review and a rating while you're at it, including you Patriot fans, if you happen to find this somehow. From Eric Bacharach, I'm Tommy Dees, and we'll be back doing this next week, whatever happens with those Titans. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.